You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello. We're back. It's the Daniel and Jonathan show. <laughs> What's up? Uh, how many times have you been on already? This will be my third. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we were chatting before about uh, employees. <laughs> And scenarios with stuff like that. The bigger you get, the harder it gets. Yeah, it's like we're it's like we're like neck and neck with the problems. Yeah, I'm just experiencing the same problems as you, just on a smaller <laughs> scale. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't even know how we did some of the things we did, like with the people we had, because the level of like incompetence was fucking crazy. I think in the beginning, you rely on a relationships themselves a lot mm-hmm. and then as you start to get bigger there becomes there that gap between buddies and employees and when you start as like a small team like we did yeah that can get blurred quickly because you spend so much time together and then I, they stop looking at you as a boss and more as like this is just some guy that i work with that pays me like it, it's different and i have noticed that because so one of the things i've done with the newest hires that i have if you guys don't no, haven't seen the last one. When I was talking to Marissa, I told her, like, we had, like, nine people. Mm-hmm. And then before that, we had, like, six people. And all of those people are gone. Yeah. How <laughs> many people do you have now? Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Plus administrative, like, Crystal, me, and Alex. Okay. So, yeah, for us, it's three techs. Mm-hmm. If you, you can consider me a tech. Yeah. So, that's four. And, and if you can also consider me admin. So, total five. Yeah, I mean, so it's not even, uh, the scale's not that much different. As It's just, well, I, I'm assuming for that, that. Well, you're able, when you hired all those guys for those projects, it was that different. was a little bit different. Now, yeah, about the same. I learned a lot from it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a complete waste. It's just the fucking money. It hurts letting, like, when I see the numbers and I see how much we lost on it, it hurts. Yeah. But then uh, thinking about it, it's like, well, I learned that I can't be nice. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy because if anybody stumbles across this podcast, you're going to slowly see how I become an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything was sweet as shit in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> uh, bro. You know, and, and for, for myself who like, you know, it's like, you know, when you're younger and you're like, oh, yeah, well, why are people's bosses such assholes and everyone's such a dick? And like, you got to be like that. to pe- Yes, you do. You got to be like that to people. And anybody yeah. who says otherwise hasn't fucking been in business, bro. And I mean, the com- I think it's like. Keeping it competitive as hell. Mm-hmm. And it's it's better for everyone, even if they don't realize. Because if you keep your team and everyone's doing mediocre half-ass shit, mm-hmm. the whole company's going to struggle. Then those same people are going to struggle for you to have work for them. You're going to you're gonna struggle to have them busy. So I think holding the standard high, you could call it being mean, but it's also, it's like, it's like a being a parent almost. Yeah. If you want your kids to turn out okay, you push them. Yeah. You don't let them do what they want. They're going to do the wrong thing. So it's someone, you know, that's, and I think that's where we're at now is um, applying more pressure to our guys. Now everyone's trained. I feel like everyone's capable. Now it's time to perform. And this is the stage that our company is in where everyone that is on my team now is expected to be able to do the responsibilities and position of the position that they're holding. And it's, I think it's harder 
because mm-hmm. I feel I was probably carrying a lot of the re- responsibilities of the project management and the end result, customer service. Once you start up, once you start giving these guys that, that's when you really find out if they got what it takes to do this on a professional level for an extended period of time, yeah. or if they're gonna slack the second you're not around. Exactly. I mean, the 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 biggest thing that I can take away. And it's advice for you, but everybody pretty much who's hiring people is just like, don't let it linger, dude. The moment you see like a pattern, a small one of something, don't let it just go unsaid. I I always, you know, we were talking about the situation with someone who's been with you for a while and like I had the, a similar thing, right? Um, I always try to give those guys the benefit of the doubt because they do have seniority but I do tell them, like, you know, don't be some fucking pussy. Don't go and, like, like don't go, you know, behind my back and make us look bad and then be like, well, I need to make more money or do something else. It's like, bro, talk to me about it. Don't just, like, that's not the way you do things. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be, like, the equivalent of you, like, put, giving them an unnecessary amount of work or, or just pushing them super hard and then not even mentioning, like, that you paid them less or some shit like that. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's it's like... You just don't do that. There, there's supposed to be some sort of, even more with those guys that have been with you for long, mm-hmm. some sort of like, hey, you come to me before, you know, the other yeah. shit. You expect that from people who don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. But you expect more from those and guys. And I think it's a transitional thing that I'm going through too, mm-hmm. where it's like there is a different expectation. And communication in general is something that I'm learning needs to be uh, honed from top to bottom because yep. I consider myself a young entrepreneur because mm-hmm. I'm three years into the to this business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not. It's not like I have been around t- dealing with this this type of industry for twenty plus years. Like you've been involved, well, you've at least yeah. been involved. Yeah, that's you know? true. So, um, it's transitional on all of our ends because I've had issues with some employees, but also we've accomplished a lot of great things. So it's not like everything's bad, but. If you ask the employee, and I've gotten feedback from my guys, and one of their things was that maybe I lack communication clarity, mm-hmm. clear communication on what's expected, what's not expected, and that is dealing with all these transitional issues as we get bigger. Yeah, I was able to do things one way when it was one or two jobs at a time, you know, or just one, me, me and my team in the field all at the same job. Now we're splitting. Now there's multiple guys in multiple places. Each tech is carrying more responsibilities um, and I guess relaying what the expectations are moving forward. But when you have these senior, senior guys, you can get into that, that, uh, well, that's not how we did it in the past or now I got to do more work. Am I going to get compensated more if I'm doing more? Yeah. You know, these are tough questions that I have to make the decisions on that Mm -hmm. I'm learning now, you know, moving forward, anyone we take on moving forward, there's going to be more open, communication and more clarity so when it's time to to enforce the standards it's not it's not such a a a big deal for everybody yeah yeah for sure i mean that's kind of the same kind of boat i'm in with the two new people that we hired because after the delta we like i said we at one point we had nine people i let everybody go except for one of them that was there and he's kind of part-time anyway Mm -hmm. um and um and so like i've kind of had the same thing where i'm just being a lot more forward about everything. Mm-hmm. The moment I see some bullshit, I'm calling it out, not letting it linger. It's at the, at the same time, you know, you want to be, you got to take the human element out of it. 
And it's, you know, there's people that'll probably think that's cold and that's corporate and that's fucked up. And it's like, well, the alternative is literally being taken advantage of. And my own guys have told me you're, I'm too nice mm -hmm. and that it works better when you're not and that there has to be a very distinctive uh, threshold yeah. where this is what expected and anything more will be compensated. Anything less is not tolerated. And um, maybe by in the beginning, by me getting um, involved with these guys so closely, which it's not that I did that on purpose. We just Out of necessity, we were yeah. working together for so long that you'll, you're going to eventually get close. Um, and then there's that there's that weird threshold where you don't you don't necessarily know how to how to move forward. But moving forward with us, definitely there's going to be standards. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to meet those standards. And if they aren't, they just won't be with us for very long because yeah. it impacts the team as a whole. That's something I'm learning, too. One yeah. bad apple can can jack shit up. Yeah, the moment one person, like, you know, gets into a pattern of not doing the right thing, especially when it's a person that's been there, it tells the other people that this is okay. Mm -hmm. Especially when they hear you saying, oh, I'm going to enforce it, and then they don't see the result of it. Exactly. You know? No one so takes you serious at that point. Exactly. You know, we can't have that. In anything. It, that, that transfers to anything in business, so... You know, hiring people fucking sucks. It is a it it does suck. It's a necessary evil, yeah. especially if you wanna if you wanna grow. I That's mean, the uh, only way. Yeah, if you don't, if you're not willing to deal with it, and and it's something that I I don't like dealing with. I don't like that negative aspect that when we when we make these pro when we complete these projects and everything goes well, I love it. Yep. But <laughs> sometimes you got to deal with the bullshit, man. There's always there's always gonna be some sort of like tension, but. One of those things that I've tried to implement too with this with this new crew is kind of that like I am there as an enforcer, like I try to separate myself. I'm not talking to them like friendly and stuff mm -hmm. because I just feel like they gain way too much confidence when you, they think you're boys or that you're friends with them, and it, it sucks that I can't be that nice. But for a lot of people wondering why, it's just like we had nine people doing twelve tubs. At a hotel, and it wasn't getting done on time. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Whereas, I sent four people to do 22 tub enclosures, which is double the work, and it got done in two days. So, that's the difference. Yeah. Right? Like... It'll get done if they want it to get done. And if the people, like, who are there to learn actually wanted to learn, because skilled people will get it done. You know what I mean? And part of that reflects on us. I, I, I you know, I talked about that. I, I should have been a little probably more thorough with the training maybe and with the in the future if I do hire people with no experience shadowing somebody and like being behind them kind of being like their bitch boy for yeah, a little yeah. while like that's how people really learn thoroughly that's how they learn thoroughly and also us as employers we need to be I guess more selective yep on who we're bringing in yeah, when yeah, you see like red flags during the interview. You could, we could look at it that way where, oh, we need to do this and this and this. Or we could look at it like maybe we just need to hire quality people yeah. who, who have initiative and some sort of common sense and self or have some self-drive. I know. like what the guy from Alliance Refinishing told me, or Alliance Reglazing. He said, hire fast and fire faster. I love it because yeah, yeah. it's true. You know, I, I, uh, I hired those two new people, but I had two other people who I hired and I let go within a week. One of them, no call, no showed me on their, uh, the fuck is that on a Monday? I think it's the AC who, who knows? But anyway, on a Monday, he no call, no showed. 
It was the first day of his second week. At, at that point, I sent him a message. I'm like, bro, don't even bother coming back. And I blocked his number. I'm not going to hear it. Because everybody, for some reason, when this, people start a new job, their fucking dog dies, their grandma has cancer, some stupid shit. That it, it, yeah, I, it just so happened that this happened on this week. Yeah. And you couldn't tell me until the next day for what reason? Like, I think it's avoidance. Yeah, of course. They, they just don't want to deal with the, the, the whole problem itself either. And so... You know, but there's consequences to that, man. Yeah. Like, you will lose your job. You yeah. can't do that. This a no-call, no-show yeah. in most places that have to do with service-based stuff is an immediate termination. Yeah. So, like, to me, I was just like, no. Then another guy, during the hiring process, he told me he had a vehicle. He told me he had transportation. I was like, well, you're, you need a, place, you know, a way to get to the shop. I don't care. Once there, you could use one of the trucks. And he was like, oh, that's not going to be a problem. Third or fourth day in, he's already telling me, Oh, can somebody scoop me and pick me up? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, well, I need a way to get to work. I'm like, bro, no. And then so um, he tells me, oh, well, let me see if I can figure it out. Doesn't text me the entire day. Then he just shows up at the shop. His sister drops him off. He's like, oh, I got I, I got a, a drop off, but uh, I'm going to need someone to take me home. I'm like, bro, I, I don't care like that you're here. I'm not going to just feel bad for you and send you on a job. I'm going to send him by himself and you got to find a way home, bro. Yeah. Because how, why, how is it fair for me to burden somebody with taking you fucking home on their time? I don't even know. People think that, especially uh, industry like this, where we're not corporate. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is small business. You can't, just, you can't come in here acting like you're at Walmart and you're just dealing with your shift manager and he doesn't give a shit whether you come in or not. He's just going to write you up. Every employee that we hire has an actual impact yeah. on the success of me and your companies. Yeah, and they don't see that shit, too. And they also don't. Look, if you start the application, like the, the interview process, off by lying, how am I ever supposed to trust you? Like, if you lie to get the job. Yeah, for real. It's like, you're just a liar, and dude. That was a qualification. Yeah. <laughs> That's like... There was that qualification standard was there for a reason because we've dealt with people who don't have rides and it becomes a burden. If you're going to lie about that, what else are you going to lie about? For real. You know? Like, it, it's just yeah, making I, me I, waste time and money. Yeah, I primed that tub. No, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's like, bro, you're the same guy that lied about having transportation. Yeah. How am I supposed to trust you? You know, you're starting off from a place of distrust. It's like the same thing with a customer, you know? Like, if you tell them, like, oh, this is going to be the price for some shit and you're one of those people that jacks it up last minute, it's like, how are they going to trust you? Yep. Like, nobody's going to trust you. But aside from that, um, yeah, the whole, the whole hiring thing, that could be an entire fucking episode. That, yeah, and that goes for freaking pretty much any industry. I would say it's terrible, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a good industry for hiring anyone. And that's why corporations go through people so fast. Yeah, and that's also why they set up, like, these hierarchies where, like, the CEO doesn't know. Everyone's a fucking number. Because it has to be like that. Like, if you want to be valued at your job, like, you need to stand the fuck out and not be like, don't, don't go and just perform badly to try to make a statement. All that's telling them is that you just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, you need to, you need to go above, 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 and beyond. Because the, the basic stuff is shit that anybody could do. Like, even with this, it's like, okay, so you spray a tub well. And, and like, I also think that if you're going to get to take a job, remember that you asked for the job. That's true, too. It's not like... It's not like we're coming and, and begging people to work for us, all right? So, that's a, that's <laughs> like, a funny thing, too. 
people ask us for jobs. We don't ask you to work for us. So when you're starting to jack up, like, remember that there's yep. other people who are asking for work all the time. And yep. it's only a matter of time before you find the right team and their team will take off. So you either get with the team or you get going. Oh, yeah. And when they see you so successful and everything playing out, they're like, damn, where could I have been in there? Yep. It's like you probably would have been a higher up if you weren't such a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, other than that, what's new, bro? What's been going on? Hmm. Well, we got a new hire. Uh, she's doing well. She's picking up the skills pretty quickly. How do we both hire females at the same time? I don't know. Maybe we just needed a change of pace. <laughs> yeah, and then when they we'll outperform the guys, we'll see how it works out with that. When they outperform the guys, you can roast I hope them. they do. Shit. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's what you got to do. I mean, honestly, I don't care who does it as long as, as long as they do it good. Like, I feel like a lot of the times, believe it or not, you know, there's always a stereotype about women having egos. I feel like men have way fucking more fragile egos, bro. They take everything fucking personal. A lot of men don't know how to separate business from you just being an idiot. And it's like, you know, there's separate. There's a separation there. I think some people just got it. Some people don't. That's true. You know, that's what I'm learning. Is like, it's no hard feelings. You just, you're just. It's not a right fit. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, th- especially this type of industry, because I look at this as a as a, a piece of a work of art. Mm-hmm. Every time you touch a tub, I mean, it's pretty much a representation of yourself. That's true. You know, if you're gonna go and do a half-ass job, that's a representation of your character. You know what I mean? And then what I tell my guys is. Not only do you need to, to have a work ethic and want to do the job right, but don't consider yourself a professional until you're doing the job right and on time. Yeah. Because if you're taking 10 years to do something simple, and, but it's perfect, that's, that's, you're not a professional. You're, you're, you're good at what you do, but how we keep this, in this, this business running is by, one, doing a great job and doing it quickly so we can get to the next job. Yeah, it's, it's maximizing, like, efficiency and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And that's part of the position is time management, project mm-hmm. management, your ability to not take three years. Yeah. It's like, come on. It goes hand-in-hand hand with professionalism overall because, like, what do, like, real professionals do? Is like they make their own systems to, m- like, make sure they get mm-hmm. the hell, you know, out and of there. Out, yeah. But do a That's part job. of the sell of this type of industry is the fact that it's a one-day thing. Yeah. It can't, keep, it can't be a two-day thing. Uh, then, it, then it really is not that that appealing well everybody wants everything fast too so it's like even with remodeling like if if you got two bids one for 10 grand and one for 15 grand to remodel your house and one of them is going to do it in three days and the other one's going to do it in two weeks you're probably going to go with the one that's doing it faster yeah and it's less time in your house yeah every day every day that we drag on a bathtub or a shower that because of little issues because of this or it took too long that's another 24 hours (laughs) before they get to use their shit like you know what I mean? And it starts to add up. And so um, that's what I tell my guys is being a pro is more than just having the shiniest tub. Yep. Like that's that's a big part of it. And your the actual end result is, but it's the time management. Can I trust you to go do this and finish within a day or not? That's one of the things when I was talking to Angel when we were at the Cigar Lounge that day mm-hmm. that I really liked is uh, like the way he his outlook on the job and like when he goes to jobs, like – he tries to upsell because mm-hmm. he's just like happy to be there, and yep. he's like, "Hey, if it helps them, it helps me." Well, he so underst- like, yeah, he understands the bigger picture that yeah. that you know, there's a there's a quota we need to hit mm-hmm. if we want to keep doing this every day. Well, let, let's say he goes out once a week and just mentions that you guys do this other stuff, and he gets one person to just flip and just be like, "All right, I'll do that extra stuff." Yeah, it's one less lead a week, dude. 
exactly. that you need. I mean, you can fill the schedule. That's another lead that you can put further back and maybe even give to another tech and you make that money faster. And if you understand how much it costs to get a lead, then you know how valuable that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then a, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people don't always need the tubs, but like counters, cabinets that you guys do. And because of this industry, they don't even know that half of this shit exists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you could go into someone's house for just a tub and let them know, like they still don't know that counter top refinishing exists as well. Yep. Or that we can repaint their cabinets. Yep. You know, so we upsell like that a lot by just letting them, just having our techs let them know that this is even an option. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's really interesting. Like once you, like if you have a person who's effective at that, it's just about like natural fucking charm for a lot of people. And like it, that enough is like uh, enough to just be like, yeah, here, just take my money. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But um, I know you got uh, that project that you guys did out in Sebring. Yeah. I did want to talk yeah. about that briefly a little bit. Um, I guess we're like 21 minutes in. I'm cutting them down to like 30 minutes. So maybe we'll just start talking about it and we'll just continue on on We'll just record another one. It's like thirty minutes long. Yeah, we can we can talk about the the two projects. Okay, I think that'll be a that'd be cool. Yeah. So I mean, let's just keep this conversation going. I guess this one could be primarily about hires and stuff. Okay. So you got the um, you got the new girl, and she's been doing good. You have her like uh, learning how to spray and stuff. How's that been going? So we started her off with as a helper. Okay. You know, and and with hiring her with all intentions of her becoming a sprayer, because everyone on my team right now, I have my three people. Um, these three guys, these now it's two guys and a girl yeah. are gonna be my leader, my leads. Okay. So who I'm hiring right now is with every intention of them being here for longevity. Yeah. Um, and to lead other technicians at some point. So, um, she came on. We got her in the field, you know, with Angel and Tyler, and got them got her prepping. Once okay. she understood that process, you know, we started. We went from kitchens to counters. She's pretty much done it all. This week. Or last week, we actually started training her how to spray. Mm-hmm. But because of all that time she's put in watching the process, she's pretty much picked up the spraying like that. Okay. You know, there's going to be still some h- obstacles to learn when it comes to how, how f- fine the finish is going to be. Um, and we still got to do some more infield experience, you know, you know, with the pressure of being in someone's home, the pressure of completing a project on time, um, and her time management. But... Overall, I think she gets the gist, and she's going to be a, you know, a quality team member. Has she, um, you know, ha- has she like kind of more understood the way you guys do things versus? I know there was that little incident in the uh, in the project, and like mm-hmm. is she kind of like more like okay, I understand this now. I, I think understand how yeah, it needs I think to be. she's seen it firsthand now. Mm-hmm. How and how the projects are run, mm-hmm. why the schedule is the way it is. That you know the the things that you can or can't control. And maybe that's a good thing that they're so involved with me direct because they get insight that maybe your guys don't get mm-hmm. from that being that separation. Um, so I think now that she has an understanding of why things are the way they are and how we do things that, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely working out better. Okay. That, I mean, that's cool. And what, there was another person that you had on there that was like a helper, but I don't know. Was he like, he was just part time? Yeah, no, we brought in one more guy as a prepper just for the project. Okay. Just give us an extra hand so that way. So how are you planning to structure the crew overall? Are you going to have like the, your, your plan technically to have like three leads and then people under them for just prep? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. Also, I'm going to base it off of how fast we expand okay. with work. So if the, you know, I know with three, three leads, 
this is a this momentum. I know we can manage it, mm-hmm. and this is probably it. Shouldn't get any slower than this for us moving forward. So I, I feel like we're going to meet our threshold with these three, and any hires moving forward will be based on an ad ne- as needed basis. Yeah. So for example, if we get the project at the Sheraton, we're going to need May, We're definitely going to need more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a six hundred headboard refinish. We're taking they're like for micro headboards. Um, that are mounted to the wall at the hotel. Mm-hmm. They're removing them, sending them to our shop. We're going to utilize a pod system. Mm-hmm. So we're going to rent pods, drop them off, have them shipped to us. We'll paint them, load the pod back up, send them back. Um, and that's where I'll need manpower, sanding. Um, you know, I got my spurs now, but we need prep, sanding, and just moving the pieces I, alone. I, I've transitioned to, like, the way I'm, I'm trying to outlook it now is, like, I want people who just know how to spray, like who know how to do it all pretty much. You know what I mean? Like in, in projects and stuff like that, just regular labor and stuff, you can literally just hire, like you said, as needed and just tell them this is temporary or whatever the fuck. And you know, you're just going to be prepping here for a couple months and then, but, um, and it's always better to be honest with them about that because you don't want to give people false hope or anything too. Yeah. And that's why like I hired that other guy just for that project. There was no, like, he didn't expect to be in a, a full-time employee, but, he, you know, it was a good week or two worth of money for him that he could have used, and we needed the extra body. But I think you're on the right track with making sure everyone knows how to do everything. Yeah, bro, because the last thing you want is one person to be out, to be late. <laughs> or or <laughs> so then your preppers get relying on your sprayers. Yeah, and, and then they and then can't perform without can you, you somebody else. You can't work unless that guy shows up. It, it, exactly. That, yeah. that was the issue that we used to run into, and then I – I had a tech named Gene that I've talked about a million times, but he used to complain about that. He was like, well, uh, you know, if you're going to keep sending me to these larger jobs, can I have a prep? I'm like, that would be ideal if you were consistent, because how am I going to have some guy here depending on you showing up to work when you're so fucking sporadic with the schedule? Sometimes you don't even want to show up. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, call. Sometimes you fucking no show. It makes us look bad. And, you know, that's why I've been so hard on things like no call, no show since then. It's like, they don't understand that, like, their actions has consequences. And like you said, they can't even work without you being there. What are they going to do? And you're making my job harder. Well, I didn't hire you to make my job harder. That's also true. <laughs> like, that I hired you for the exact opposite. Yeah. For hotels and stuff, if you're doing a lot of bulk, I get it, you know. But also, you know, it, it if you're doing, let's say, like, like, we always use the example of, like, 10 tubs or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. You only really would need probably maybe one person extra but it could probably be, like, with two guys who really know what the fuck they're doing, it'll probably be, you know, done. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be long days. But it could be, yeah. it could get done. But and with... Th- and that's part, of, that's part of what we're trying to achieve, too, is how do we get these projects done without killing our guys? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why we're hiring these individuals. So um, when I hire these guys, I let them know, like, you are the solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you feel like you're overworked, you shouldn't because... You, you're here so these guys don't feel overworked. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, I try to tell them that your value is based off of what you can produce. Mm-hmm. And if as a prepper, you can only produce so much. Yeah, and er- every time that I... There have been times where we've overworked the guys. I'm not afraid to fucking admit yeah, it because too. it shit happens, bro. But at the same time, they got compensated for that extra time. And at the end of the day we didn't just tell them like, Oh no, this is going to be fucking easy. Like we had a plan. It didn't fucking work out. Well, then we have to fucking bust our ass and get it done. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's the important thing is just communicating those things. Um, that but communication's key, man. I think I've, I've dropped the ball a bit 
in that in the beginning mm-hmm. with communicating. And I think that's probably just because I didn't have everything figured out. But as the years go on and we get more experienced, I mean, I don't see that continuing to be an issue. Especially with, with experienced people. The longer they're spraying, the more they're spraying. Like, you can't tell me with a straight face you can't do three tubs start to finish in a hotel. They don't have anything wrong. Like, if they have nothing wrong, yeah. what do you do? Like, of course you can Especially do that with the efficiencies that we've been starting to create to do those projects. Yeah. How to move equipment faster. How to f- structure the, the layout of how you... When I talk to the, to the, the, the property, how will you give me the rooms? Yeah. Do you want this done efficiently or do you want to be a pain in the ass and have me going from floor to floor? Yeah. You know, things like that with experience and, and as we land more projects, it actually makes the projects... Some of those project days that we had in Sebring were easier than a typical residential day. Yeah. You know, because of how efficient we got. And you know the rooms already. Like, yeah. the, you know, you're not stepping into anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Every single room is pretty much a clone of the other one. Mm-hmm. And so the expectation is like, well, I already did this twice today. Here's yeah. a third time. Yep. And then the next day, I already did this three times yesterday. Mm-hmm. Every day, it's like, well, it's the same thing I've been doing all fucking week. Yeah. And it's, it's easier, yeah. you know. I agree. Doing scale and stuff like that, it, it, it starts to become interesting. You're going to really see, like, where the real limit is when you get that, that headboard project on, on with yeah. the guys. But I do think it is the right move to just start getting those gears flowing in your head of like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get some people to help with that because it is going to be an undertaking. And even if you're more efficient than you think, it's better to not need them and just be like, hey, well, we don't really need you yeah. than to just not be prepared. Like and me. when I pick helpers, I pick people that if the time came, I could possibly hire. Yeah. So that way the investment of experience isn't wasted. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? I try to, I'm not going to pick some random guy I'll never see again. I'm going to try to pick a guy that is in the area that, you know, if he, he may or may not need work in the future, but all right, come work with us for a little bit, kind of start getting the juices flowing. And then if we hit another project, these are going to be the first guys I'm calling. Yep. So that's how I'm doing it. That's that's awesome. I mean, that, that that's how you got to do things, man. And I, like I was I was gonna say like like the it's basically the opposite of the way I did it. I I learned the hard way that you can't just like wait for some shit to happen and then just be like, now I'm gonna hire everybody. You got to start planning that shit, like you said. Yeah, you got to start planning it, and it can be, especially for me, it could be a little bit intimidating because of you're you're so concerned with. Uh, the financial portion, like, mm-hmm. all right, I don't want to go too over budget because, you know, we're, we're trying to keep as much as possible to build working capital mm-hmm. and get the next project and fund things. Um, so I'm this project in particular with the headboards, I'm really trying to get ahead on the whole planning aspect. We should, we're going to talk more about that on, yeah. the, on the next one. Let's go ahead and end it here. It's been it's already been 30 minutes. It goes quick. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the one with Marissa went super quick, too. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was a minutes. good episode, though. I stole one of her ideas, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I started oh. reaching out to the builders. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good, because I've been hired by two or three of them already. Oh. And it's not something I really expected. We could talk more about that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> All right. Tub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.